Rivers Grace Church, building relationships that make followers of Jesus. Know, grow, go. To know him, to grow in him, to go with him. said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth, Everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. So as we continue our sermon series titled, Created, Fallen, Redeemed, please keep in mind and always remember... Jesus is not only our Savior, but Jesus is our Creator as well. Because our tagline for this whole entire series as we go through the first three chapters of Genesis is just that. Jesus, a Creator who restores all things. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning I pray that we can continue to learn how to posture ourselves in such a way that we allow your spirit to convict us. We allow your word to penetrate us to the point of action, Lord, that we can be a church, that we can be a body of believers who come together, who share our faith in you. We pray these things in Jesus' name as he makes everything possible. Amen. Before we go any further this morning and get right into the text, I believe it is somebody's birthday today. Is the birthday girl even here? Do I see her? Uh, The one time she goes to the restroom, the one time I'm actually going to acknowledge somebody's birthday publicly, the queen of birthday acknowledgement herself has left the building. Oh, go team, Miss Hallie. She can probably hear me right now. So happy birthday, Miss Hallie. Happy birthday. She deserves it, though. She deserves it. I mean, she has, she has put in some work in the almost, almost 30 years here at Villa's Grace Church. So if you guys see Miss Hallie today, please wish her a happy birthday. The photograph that you're looking at right now is actually picturing a quite remarkable invention. Now, you may not recognize the man sitting down at first glance, 
I will give Joe credit, not only for his incredible work on the piano this morning, but I did show him this photo and I asked, Joe, who is this young man? Not thinking that Joe was going to get it correct, but immediately he said, that's Thomas Edison. See, when we think of Edison, we usually think of him being a little bit older. But see, Edison is credited with over 1,000 patents for his inventions. In fact, to be exact, it's almost 2,000 patents because it's 1,903 patents that are credited to Thomas Edison. That's amazing. But however, he claims that his crowning achievement came in 1877 with his invention of the phonograph. The phonograph was quite a remarkable invention. And see, for the first time, the phonograph made it possible for sound to be recorded and then played back. So what did Edison first record? That's what I want to know. Do you guys want to know what he first recorded on this phonograph? He recorded, Mary had a little lamb. See, we too have little recording devices in our homes, don't we? There are little black pucks called Alexa. And I don't know much, but I do know this much. Alexa wasn't invented to record Mary had a little lamb, now was she? No. Alexa was recorded to sound a little bit more like, where's Mary's little brown package? For those of you that use an Alexa would understand that you can ask her very quickly, Alexa, when's my package going to be delivered? But seriously, all inventions and all of his inventions, Edison said of all of them, he said that the phonograph was his crowning achievement. The phonograph was the icing on Edison's cake. See, the phonograph recorded sound. And speaking of recorded sound, do you know what recorded the first sounds ever heard? It wasn't the phonograph. It was the Bible. As God said, let there be, Moses came later and recorded just how God spoke his creation into existence. Today, we will continue to listen as we examine the recordings of God's spoken word. Today, we will rejoice in God's crowning achievement, the icing on his cake. Church, that crowning achievement, the icing on God's cake, is us. It's me. It's you. It's all of man. Kind. And that brings us to the title of our sermon this morning, Created in His Image. Created in His Image. Today we're going to be in the book of Genesis, like I said earlier. We're going to be in chapter 1. We are finishing chapter 1 this morning. We're going to be dealing with verses 26 through 31. So if you have your Bibles, please feel free to follow along, but also no need to worry. We will always have the verses on the screen for you. So that way you know that what is said here from the pulpit, no matter who is here, this isn't anybody's pulpit other than Christ's pulpit, so we do allow him and his truth to reign supreme. It is not our opinion. But this last week we observed how God created the heavens and earth. We realize that everything that is was created by 
God. We came away with an understanding that our history began when God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit first created. That was the beginning of recorded history. Also, we were encouraged in the fact that God's creation should remind us of His glory and His provision in our lives. Today, we're going to celebrate our being created in His image. Ultimately, we're going to celebrate a Christ, a Savior, a Messiah, who not only created all things, but also He created the cross in which He would bear for our sins. That's our backdrop. That's how we observe the text this morning. So, with all of that being said, and as we've already read our verses this morning, here's our main idea for today. And that main idea is this. We're created by Jesus to reflect His glory. We are created by Jesus to reflect His glory. So with that being said, everything that we observe in the text this morning should be observed in light of that. The fact that we were created by Jesus first and foremost, but for the reason of reflecting His glory. I think it's safe to conclude that this is not an actual photo of Air Force One. When you guys look at this image, I think it's very safe to say that this isn't even close to being the real deal. I don't know if it's the fact that it's on a stand or what, but we can pretty much conclude that this is not actually Air Force One. However, it is safe to conclude that this is a scaled-down model of Air Force One. I think we would all agree to that. Though this model is incapable of actually flying, it's incapable of achieving flight, it is, however, capable of reflecting the one that is. See, though this model carries no passengers, it carries no crew, it carries no cargo, it does, however, reflect the one that does. Church, though we are not God ourselves in human form, we, however, are a reflection of him Physically, And we see that in our first set of verses this morning, verses 26, 27, and 28. And when you look at these verses, do you notice what's being said here? Right out the gate it says, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Who is the us, our, and our? God, Jesus in the Holy Spirit, yes, the Holy Trinity. Church, there is something we must never forget. Jesus was, Jesus is, Jesus forever will be. Now, verse 26 and 27 share some common language. The common language found in these two verses is it's the our image. It's the our likeness. It's the, so God created man in his own image. And especially the image of God, he created him. See, being created in the image of God is just that. It's just that. It's like our model airplane. 
We're an example. We're a model. We are a reflection of Jesus. A reflection of the king of the universe. And when you reflect Jesus, you are granted authority on earth. Which is why in verse 26 it says, And let them have dominion. Church, our dominion on earth is founded upon Jesus Christ. However, we have a bit of a problem. I don't know if you've noticed lately, but there's issue. See, we've become an authority unto ourselves. That's our problem. That's the issue that we see. Now, look at the end of verse 27. See where it says, male and female, he created them? Now, being either male or female is not the problem. That's not the problem. The problem is in whose image the rest of the world believes they're made in. Now, that's the problem. See, it's becoming increasingly vogue to believe that we're made in our own image. Which is why we have gender identification problems. Church, we're not our own crowning achievement. No. We are God's crowning achievement. Do you think Edison was confused? <laughs> you think he was a, a bit perplexed on what his crowning achievement was set to accomplish? What it was made out of? How he engineered and designed it? Do you think he's a little bit in the dark? No. He could tell you exactly why he got that patent. So why would we believe God to be confused about the purpose and order of his crowning achievement. That's foolishness. And speaking of purpose, look at verse 28, which is the purpose as to why he created them male and female. So under God's blessing, they could, as it says, be fruitful and multiply. Church, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but Bob Marley had that song, No Woman, No Cry, right? This made me think, no man, no woman, no babies. And forget advances in modern medicine. Because I know that's where we go next. We start thinking about the advances in modern medicine and how, well, some of this actually could be a little bit different if you're just, if you're just a little bit careful to take people's needs and considerations into your own consideration from the perspective that you're coming from. But see, if modern medicine is used to have a baby, it's okay, but not if it's utilized under a situation that's not under the covenant of marriage, a biblically defined covenant of marriage. And if they are employed, they're done so in a very sinful way manner. See, there's a proper role for each sex. Our God is a God of order. And the proper role for each sex is paramount for God's design for human life and for its subsequent 
prosperity. So just remember who, and this is what we always need to go back to, always remember who the us, our, and our is. It's not you. It's not me. It's not some talking head on TV, no matter what they claim to be an expert in. It is God. It is Jesus. It is the Holy Spirit, the one who made creation possible to begin with. And this brings us to our first point this morning. And that point is this. God gives gender and the authority to reflect Jesus on earth. God gives gender and the authority to reflect Jesus on earth. Again, our main idea this morning is this. We're created by Jesus to reflect his glory. And that is very important for us to remember because there are those of us here this morning who did not know that Jesus is our creator prior to coming here and hearing that from Genesis. Some of us have known for a number of years, for a significant amount of time. Some of us quasi knew. But Jesus is our creator. Now, I know what you're thinking. And as you look at this picture, it does look like one of those lions that you would see on Mr. Eddie's fine silk print shirts. Maybe not with the carrots and broccoli, but you know Mr. Eddie would rock out that lion. Too bad he's not here this morning to give us a head nod. But seriously, it, it does seem a little far-fetched to see a lion with carrots and broccoli in its mouth, doesn't it? It doesn't seem like it's the dinner of choice for the king of the jungle. But what if I told you it's not that far-fetched? It really, truly isn't. See, one day, due to the work of Jesus, this actually will come true. Actually, it was predicted in the book of Isaiah, chapter 11, verse 6. Let me read this verse to you. God's word tells us that the wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together and a little child shall lead them. Church, not only will this one day come true, but it's already been a truth. And we have evidence of this in our Final three verses this morning, verse 29, 30, and 31. And like it or not, but according to verse 29 and 30, the animal kingdom and mankind alike started out as vegetarians. That's how we got our beginning. Verse 29 says, Behold, I have given every plant yielding seed. You shall have them for food. Verse 30 says, And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. These two verses make a couple of things abundantly clear. And the first thing is this. Nourishment solely relied upon, as it says, every green 
plant for food. The second thing that we notice from these verses is this. There is no fear or competition in securing a food source for survival. God has provided, which is why the Bible says every beast, every bird, everything that creeps, everything that has breath of life, not some or a portion, but every. Every wolf, every lion and leopard started off as vegetarians, and everyone was provided for by God. Church, isn't our God a generous God? Now remember this is before sin entered God's creation. Because we haven't gotten to that part yet. There's no sin at this stage in the game. See, we observe no dietary restrictions in these verses. After all, God says, I have given you every plant yielding seed. I have given every green plant for food. So what do we do in this post-fallen world? Because, see, now we're on the other side of sin. So what is it that we start to do? See, we start to restrict our diets, don't we? Now, I, I understand that some are dietarily conscious, and that is a good thing. There is nothing wrong with that whatsoever, so do not hear me telling you that that is a bad thing. That is a good thing. But not as long as you're more loyal to your diet than you are to Jesus. That's where you need to draw that line. Does your dietary restrictions take your eye off the actual prize? Because after all, we are made in his image after his likeness. And we want to be careful not to treat a dietary restriction so we look good in our own image, right? But in the fallen world, our diets have definitely changed. See, nourishment is not solely reliant upon every green plant now in the way in which we live. Food sources now create fear. Some of you are more fearful of what a donut might do to you physically at this stage in the game. Food sources not only create fear, but they also create competition. Some around the globe compete just to get fed. That's a fact of life. They compete just to get fed each day. While we Westerners tend to compete to see pounds shed. And then we take a mirror selfie and post it on social media. And for those of you that don't mess with social media or have any friends that are on social media or could care less about social media, congratulations. And those of you chuckling back there, I know you don't have social media. And I'm glad because I'd have to be your friend. No, I'm joking. We're friends for life. We're friends for life. See, we're comparing the then with the now. That's what we're doing and then we're comparing the what once was with what is currently no longer. But what's no longer will eventually become what once was. That's what we're seeing here. Because after all, as we've said in our tagline, Jesus is a creator who restores all things. So as Mike joins me up here and we, we close this morning, we are finishing out the sixth day. This morning, we covered the first five and a half days or first 
Six days with just the half of the sixth day last week, but we are closing up that second half of the sixth day. But let's take a look at verse 31. I want to read verse 31 so we are all on the same page here to see exactly what God's word is telling us. But verse 31 says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Church, it was not just good. In fact, it was very good for God to provide everyone nourishment. It was very good for God to eliminate fear and competition. It was very good for the wolf to dwell with the lamb. It is very good for the leopard to lay down with the young goat. It is very good to have the calf and the lion and the fattened calf be together. Church, it is very good to have a little child who shall lead them. And speaking of a little child, again, refresh my memory, who provides their provision without fear and competition? That's right, their father and mother. How has our father continued to provide for us? How do you get up each and every day and realize the provisions that he's provided for you? How has he provided you nourishment? We can all evaluate individually in our own lives and come to that conclusion. We can see God working. And how has he done so? By eliminating fear and competition. I'll tell you how. The answer is simple. The reason why we can look to the Lord and say, I know that you have provided for me and you've done so without fear and without me having to go out and compete to get mine. He's done so because of the cross. The same cross he created before, as it says, there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Think about that. He created the cross along with the rest of creation. God is not on plan B. He's been on plan A since before he created the same cross that saves his crowning achievement that's us that's mankind the same cross that allocates the authority for us to therefore go and model and reflect Jesus upon others the same cross that provided every green plant for food the same cross that solidified the lion's future diet of carrots and broccoli church the same cross that was in the background as he created in his own image which brings us to our second and final point this morning and that point is this only Jesus can provide nourishment without the fear of competition only Jesus can provide nourishment without the fear of competition Again, our second point this morning, our first point to remind you was this. God gives gender 
and the authority to reflect Jesus on earth. That's a privilege that we have. Our faith in the work of Jesus is a privilege, not a right. It's a privilege. And again, our main point for our set of verses this morning. We're created by Jesus to reflect his glory. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for your work. Thank you for all that you do for us. I want to pray for us individually, Lord. I want to pray for us collectively. I pray that we can continue to grow in you so we can encourage each other in our growth. We need each other, but we know we need each other because ultimately we need you. It is in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, look us up on our website, www.villasgrace.com or drop us a line via email, connect at villasgrace.com.